The following show was pre-recorded. Good morning, South Florida. John Wilkinson here, Credit Solution Programs, The Financial Truths. I am in the studio here with Brian Sherman. He is a senior litigator uh, with a Strauss Law Firm. How you doing today, Brian? I'm doing very well. Thank you, John Wilkinson, for inviting me this morning. Of course. So the Financial Truths program is all about the truths of finances, meaning that there are a different types of ways that you are getting ripped off, people. You are getting ripped off by your credit card companies, by your mortgage companies, and a lot of other companies out there. So... Stay tuned for the financial truths of how the different ways you're going to get ripped off. So I'm here with Brian Sherman. He's a senior litigator, as I mentioned, with the Strauss Law Firm. He's going to speak to us on about four or five different categories of lawsuits that are allegedly brought against debtors, including lawsuits on, of unpaid association dues, um, your credit card companies, um, even lines of credit, even your car payment as well. Um, so Brian's going to give us some insights about what to look for when it comes to defending yourself in the court of law. Go ahead, Brian. Yes, uh, thank you, John. So the first thing we want to make sure we do when we get uh, things in the mail, first you're going to get sort of phone calls from your lenders telling them that you maybe missed the payment, fell behind, or a payment was short. When you start getting uh, certified letters in the mail, uh, we want to make sure that we're not ignoring those. Make sure we get those into the computer in a PDF and scan those over to your attorneys. Uh, make sure they review them. And the best thing we can do is stay in touch and stay in contact and, and stay in, in, in tune with what's happening. Uh, the lenders have to send certain statutory notices to you before they come to you and try to take away your property, such as your bank accounts or your cars or your homes. And we want to make sure that we have notice and an opportunity to defend ourselves. So that's the reason the statutes require these notices to be sent. And in some instances, things like your lease or your car uh, agreement or your credit card agreement or your mortgage statement or your mortgage obligation, those also require statutory notices and notices that are required under the contracts to be served before uh, the lawsuits can be commenced and prosecuted against you. Yeah, so so with Brian, now I know some, you know, I have clients that come to me and said, hey, I just got a notice in the mail or I just got served uh, for a lawsuit for my, either my credit card company or so forth. They always ask me, what should I do? What, what do you think, Brian? What should they do? Uh, many instances, obviously, talking to the other side, uh, lines are always being recorded. So I have heard this said before. Well, if they're going to record you, you have the option of asking them, right? In Florida, you're not allowed to record without uh, giving the other side notice. So you can obviously tell your lender, well, if you're recording me, then I'm going to record you. So you can try to record these conversations. And uh, there's, uh, you, you definitely, the, the attorney, because there's certain, the notice provisions are key. We want to make sure they're doing it. And obviously anything you say, we don't want to admit the debt either a lot of times. We just, maybe we're disputing the amounts we owe. We don't want to admit that we signed the paper. We have to take a look at the documents, make sure we sign them before we admit that that money was actually given to us or this kind of thing. So we make sure uh, that our rights are protected first because they're not looking out for you. They are definitely looking out for their pockets. 
So you heard it here first. Do not ignore those collection notices, especially if you've been served to go to court. Because guess what, gentlemen or ladies? If you do not go to court and you ignore those um, summons, then they're going to get an automatic default against you. Is that right, Brian? Yeah, so uh, the automatic default, uh, if you want to, if you don't defend yourself, if, for instance, uh, commercial landlord-tenant eviction action uh, or even a residential eviction action, you only have five days. This is a special summons. An eviction action is a five-day summons, and the courts are heavily favored for the owners, your landlords or those owners of those commercial properties the courts are favored, and it weighs against you. These proceedings don't last long. I just, uh, we just prefer to be an open book. They're hard to defend, actually. The judges will make you place all the back rent into the court registry and then allow you to defend yourself. So uh, you can see how that's going to go in a month or two when I'm telling the clients, well, the judge wants you to put 15000 or 20000 in the court, and then we're going to talk about our defenses, and then we're probably going to be evicted in a month or two, and then your landlord is probably going to take all your money. So those are much harder to defend. Mortgage foreclosures, on the other hand, we have a lot of success defending uh, credit card disputes, extremes amounts of success defending lines of credit on homes, lines of credit for businesses, credit cards, mortgage foreclosures. Uh, It's key when you're thinking in terms of I may not have enough income to pay my obligations moving forward for three or four months. Start to get a feel for which of the obligations they have better rights to pursue you, which probably not going to go. They the under five or ten thousand dollar credit card dispute. There's maybe a fifty fifty shot. They may not come after you. So, but if it's more than ten twenty thousand, we have to start to concern ourselves with those kind of uh, dis- delinquent debts. Yeah. So the point is, do not ignore the summons. I mean, you can go and defend yourself in a court of law. That is your right. You know, and as soon as you go in front of the judge, the judge is going to ask you, is this your debt? Right. Don't say yes. Say, well, sir, I would have to look at everything to make sure everything is accurate and verifiable to ensure that it's mine. Right. So now you're not admitting to the debt. You're just asking to see the evidence of what the uh, plaintiff has against you. So and then usually you're giving a 20 day right to to when you first get summons, they give you usually a 20 day time to respond back. How do you feel about that, Brian? So it's uh, all these financial matters. If it doesn't have to do with possession of a property, that's a five day eviction. Otherwise, anything that has to do with any contract dispute or any financial obligation, it will be a 20 day summons and we must get our appearance to the court. Before the 21st day, a lot of the people will go to the court on the 22nd, 23rd day even and tell the court, well, they've not responded. A default will be entered. A default basically means you have no more rights to tell the court any kind of defense, such as I paid or they're charging me incorrectly or this particular lender is not the lender I started with and they don't have any rights against me because I didn't uh, sign my agreement with that lender. I signed my agreement with another lender. That happens a lot with the credit card companies, a lot with the mortgage company. We have to make sure that the original lender has, has there's a chain of title to these uh, obligations that rests with the plaintiff. We need to make sure that this plaintiff has the power to file this lawsuit and prosecute this lawsuit against you. And that uh, that they're doing it in the right forum, in the right jurisdiction. 
We have to make sure you were properly served, provided notice, and an opportunity to cure your default. This is just uh, known as due process. Everybody's heard of that. Before you're coming to take my property, then you need to serve me and make sure I have notice and an opportunity to defend myself. So, in other words, hire an attorney or do your own homework and know your rights. There are a lot of rights that consumers have that you might not be aware of. I mean, we have, when it comes to credit, you have the Fair Credit Reporting Act. These are all federal statutes I'm uh, quoting here, by the way. Um, So you have the Fair Credit Reporting Act. This governs the credit bureaus. Then you have the the Fair Credit Billing Act, right? This governs original creditors. You have the Fair Debit Collections Practice Act. This governs third-party collection companies, right? And then if you're in the military, you have other special rights called the Servicemen's Civil Relief Act as well. So with that said is, guys, you have a lot of rights, a lot of rights. Make sure you exercise those rights. If you don't know how to exercise those rights, get somebody that does, such as Brian Sherman over here, right? He, can, he knows all the ins and outs of what the creditor should and should be doing. So let's change the subject a little bit, Brian. Let's talk about this COVID. Now, When it comes to the COVID, my mortgage company contacted me and said, hey, Mr. Wilkinson, we'll give you three months of deferment. And I said, oh, okay. well, what does that mean? They said, oh, well, you don't have to pay us anything for the next three months. Wow, that sounded good to me, right? I don't have to pay anything to them. I said, well, what happens after the three months? Oh, well, sir, you got to pay us uh, everything back. The three months that you were in deferment plus the fourth month that you're due. I'm like, what? <laughs> now, can, can you imagine this? I mean, if they contacted all the different, you know, uh, consumers out there to give them, you know, give them this option. And then three months go by. And on, on the fourth month, they don't have the payment. Well, then that could be an issue. Now, I just got called this week again. Hey, Mr. Wilkinson, we can do six months. I'm like, (laughs) really? (laughs) This is getting crazy. So as you can see, you can see where I'm going with this, right? You know, so I can already see how foreclosures next year or coming, you know, fairly soon are going to start skyrocketing. So be careful. Ask questions when it comes to your home loans. This is John Wilkinson with the Financial Truths. We'll be back. The Southern Sportsman Show is proudly brought to you by the Fish Florida Association. With your membership, you'll save time and money and get to choose from over 45 member benefits, services, and exposure for your business. Not to mention you get to be a big part of giving back to conservation, preservation, and charities working hard out there to make a difference. To get signed up, visit the Fish Florida mobile app or fishfloridaassociation.com. Looking for faith-based solutions to challenges you're experiencing in your life? Meet Reverend Dr. Sean Alexander, who's been recognized as the head of Chaplains International. He is a member of the clergy, a diplomat of the National Board of Christian Clinical Therapists, a board-certified supervisor, and a presidential member of the American Association of Christian Counseling. Dr. Sean can provide pastoral counseling and coaching for adults and children. 
As a Christian, there is nothing more important than to walk the path that God has for you in your life and business, and to achieve the things that Christ has for you in your life. To book a pastoral counseling appointment, please visit drshawnalexander.com. Credit Solution Experts is a proud vendor and a member of the Fish Florida Association. They are offering help with credit repair, credit counseling, business lines of credit, loans, and more. Please reach out and give them a call today. They can help. Just call 954-318-2923 or visit them on the web at credit-repair-professions.com. Everyone at Fish307.com would like to take a moment to thank you, their customers, for your business and trust throughout the years, which have allowed Fish307 to become one of the worldwide leaders in the recreational fishing industry. Fish307.com is your number one resource to take care of all your fishing tackle needs and so much more. On their website, you can also find great tips and tricks to make your fishing experiences more fun. Check them out at Fish307.com today. They have all kinds of great values waiting. So remember, Fish307.com. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right, they can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. As an organ donor, your story doesn't have to end. The good in you can live on. In fact, you could save up to eight lives with your gifts. Your heart could keep beating. Your kidneys could keep filtering. And your intestines could keep on digesting for others. And that's not all. You can improve the lives of 50 more people as an eye and tissue donor. Restoring sight and health. And you're not just helping out the person receiving the transplant. You're touching whole families with your life-saving gift. Register in minutes. Just go to organdonor.gov. You'll be happy you did. And just maybe, someone else will be happy too. Sign up today. Go to organdonor.gov. It saves lives. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. All of us at the Southern Sportsman are proud to promote Forever Outdoors, which is working hard to make a difference. You can find them on Facebook and the Fish Florida mobile app. Every donation benefits organ donations and saving lives around the world. Thank you, Rob Robinson, for the work you've done to save lives. Donate today. Every dollar counts. Good day, South Florida. John Wilkinson here with the Financial Truths. I'm in the studio today with Brian Sherman. He is a senior litigator over at the Strauss Law Firm over in Fort Lauderdale. How are you doing today, Brian? I'm doing great. Thank you, John. Thank you for having me here today again. Good. So we were just talking about um, how the mortgage company contacted me Matter of fact, this is past week asking me if I'm interested in doing a six months deferment for my mortgage. Well, I can only imagine what happens after the six month, because after probably the seventh month, I probably have to pay all six months back plus the seventh month, right? Don't you see that, you know, causing an issue maybe in the future when it comes to uh, foreclosures, people 
get you know uh, complacent they kind of forget about it they put it to the side or whatever the case may be and then the seventh month comes up and they have a bill for seventh months of mortgage bills say like you know if they say oh a thousand dollars a month for the mortgage now they got a seven thousand dollar bill they got to pay for his mortgage what what do you see that happening in the mortgage industry, Brian? So what do you think uh, will happen? Uh, I think they're probably going to get a letter in the mail that says that they have to pay within 30 days the full $7,000 within 30 days. Or then the mortgage for a company will begin foreclosure proceedings against the home in order to get a judgment signed by a judge. The home will be sold. And then in order to pay the delinquent debt, that's kind of how that happens. So we get an attorney in the middle for a couple of years there. We delay everything. We try to get the homeowner back on the feet. And then we try to strike a deal with the mortgage company, explain to them. Actually, there's uh, the COVID laws that passed the, in the first round of financing. The banks have an obligation. It's a written obligation in there to dutifully try to work it out with their mortgage borrowers. So... At a minimum, they have an obligation to work it out, whatever that might mean. You know, they have to try with an earnest feature to uh, try to work it out. So if that happens, uh, please don't default. Please defend yourselves because there's so much that can happen in the court of law within a year or two that can protect yourself. You never know how litigation is going to play out, despite that litigation is not really a good thing for anybody. And we should try to avoid it at all costs. Uh, You know, it's not we never know how litigation is going to play out uh for the for the people that's so uh, i always try to keep an open mind and and go in with an open mind and and between me and david strauss he's the senior litigation attorney at the firm and he's the owner and founder uh, from 2009 our firm actually grew a lot in at the end of the last foreclosure crisis between 09 and 12 where uh just in the matter of a year or two there was like 250 foreclosure files at the firm it was amazing everybody was uh, everybody anywhere you go was in a in a problem whatever that may be. you know I, I joined in 2012 and there was already 250 files of foreclosures there and so i'm happy that i litigated probably more than a thousand foreclosures over these last seven years and a third of the people are able to work it out and keep their home. A third of the people can get some sort of deficiency waiver so they don't have to worry about personal obligations later and they can move on with their lives. And in the meanwhile, they're getting together with their families, they're earning income again, and they're finding a new home or or they just sign the deal and give it back to the bank and be done with it and move on. Sometimes if it's so upside down, really, what's the point of making a modification? If I'm just going to pay and I'm underwater, I'm paying more than my home, the house next door is worth. So what's the point? You know. Yeah. So, I mean, when it comes to those modifications, I don't know. I don't think <laughs> I don't. I don't really like the modifications because, I mean, they say they're either going to put the stuff on the back end or whatever. I mean, I've had so many clients in the past. I mean, by the way, I've been doing credit full time for 14 years. And I've had so many clients in the past do like a forbearance or whatever, especially after the 2008 um, meltdown happened. And they do, the for, they do the forbearance, and now they owe more than the original loan was, even though they've been paying on it for, like, the last five or how many ever years. It's, it, it's crazy to me. 
there's a I, I I understand we're talking about the mortgage foreclosures and the for, we we definitely that's what I meant by recording the other side. So when you ask them, hey, do I have to pay all these six mortgage payments at the beginning of the seventh month, or are you just going to put these six mortgage payments on the back end of my loan? And that's probably the only way you are going to survive this crisis if they put it on the back end of your loan. So you want to make sure you ask that and be affirmative in your questions. Make sure they say it's going to be on the back end. And if it's not going to be on the back end, then you have your right to tell them, well, I don't think you're honestly working with me as your obligations are according to the relief plan that was passed by Congress. So, yeah. So make sure you ask the questions, okay? Um, And make sure you're clear about the answers. Because if you're not clear, ask again. And get it in your writing as well. I mean, I always tell people, I don't know about you, Brian, being an attorney, you would think that, listen, get it in writing because evidence is nine-tenths of the law. Am I right or wrong? Evidence is nine-tenths. Of course, writing or text. Take a screenshot of that text you got. Keep it in memory. Print it out. Save your paper somewhere for sure. Yeah, don't go off of he said, she said because the judge does not like that. You know, he likes the hard, cold facts, right? You know, just like if you got to think of yourself being a judge, right? You want you want to see the evidence in front of you, not what he says, she said, and and this, that, and the other. They'll throw that out of court real quick. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. I just uh, I have some notes here. Uh, there are certain lawsuits that are. I'm sorry to interrupt. Definitely, the judge doesn't want to hear that he said, she said. And in terms of, I didn't pay my bills. The person that is allegedly not paying his bills, but cannot say that that is not his signature on that promise to pay. So that person's probably going to lose. So the he said, she said is not going to work. So well in the, in the debt distress litigation world, you know, typically we. Tr- we, we try not to rely on the he said, she said, but be careful on your association. There's a lot of condo owners here on the Treasure Coast and around Florida here. And uh, we have more condo units than probably any other state, more associations. And uh, the associations, if you're behind in your dues, $100 even, they will send you a notice that you're behind $100 because the guy that just drafted that notice telling you you're behind $100 just got to charge $150 for writing the letter that you're behind $100. So now you're owed $250. So then when I go to court and I defend my people for two years, and then I and they say, are you really fighting? Well, you know, this whole thing was about $100, and now there's $5,000 in attorney's fees. After I'm like, exactly. I'm like, you're the one. that They always question me. Well, how do you defend the debtors? How do you live? How do you sleep with yourself? People that can't pay and they're living in their home. I say, how do you live with yourself, taking away the people's homes from them and things like that? Yeah, so, you know, you definitely want to know your rights, you know, when it comes to that. Even the associations. I mean, I live in an association. I didn't know anything about no homeowner association before I came to Florida. I'm a Georgia boy. I came from Savannah, Georgia. We don't have no associations that I know of. Uh, after I got out the military and came down here, association galore. No matter where I go, you can't you can't hardly even find a place without an association. And then they wanted you to pay this money, and you don't even know if if the money's being distributed properly or so forth. Even though they give you the financials and stuff like that, to me, I don't know. They need to be a you know. I think the government really needs to be more strenuous and have some more regulations when it comes to associations. Myself, anyway. The uh, excuse me for that, but um, the 
we're arguing about little money with associations and little money turns into big money and it's all because the, the, the association lawyer is getting paid by an association where everybody's putting into this big pot that's feeding the, the inclusive of the, the, the legal fees. So, and then we have a homeowner who's really just dipping into his savings to defend himself. So in terms of little guy versus the big guy, that's exactly true what's happening. Right. So make sure you keep up with those association dues. You know, I mean... I've been there as well. I didn't want to pay the associations. Um, I even have an association where my office is. Oh, was, man, I could go on and on about this, but I'm not going to. <laughs> How they, they doubled the, the, the association dude and tripled and hit us with us, uh, um, assessment and everything else. It was a nightmare. But anyway, got past that. So remember, guys, you know, pay your bills with autos. Only 90 days late is a default. 120 days late on a mortgage is a default. And the rest, like more credit cards and so forth, is 180 days late is considered default. So 90 days, just three months, they can take your car. They'll, they can repossess it or whatever. And at 120 days, you're in foreclosure. It's called pre-foreclosure or whatever, but the foreclosure process has started. So, therefore, if you're looking at buying investment properties, a home in the future, or so forth, and it says on the application, have you ever been a foreclosure in the last several years or whatever, and then you're going to have to check yes, because once you hit that 120-day late mark, you're in foreclosure. So, that's another thing. Any tips on that, Brian? We try to avoid foreclosure judgments on the file. A lot of times the banks, they want to complete the foreclosure despite that the clients want to give the home back. They want to make sure that they're getting their title free and clear. So they have to complete the lawsuit and the litigation. But like I said, we get the waiver of deficiency that, you know, that they can't chase them at all. And I just want to stress one more point. Uh, A lot of times people come to me. Uh, they have perhaps uh, they don't get the right papers at the end of the co- conclusion of the litigation or of the dispute. They don't get the release. They don't get the settlement in writing. So they come and they pay some 50 percent of what they owe. And then or they have a bank account frozen for 50 percent of what they owe. It gets frozen and it's not a good thing. All right, Brian, thank you so much. This is John Wilkinson with the Financial Truths. We'll be back shortly. All of us at the Southern Sportsman are proud of Forever Outdoors, which is working hard to make a difference. You can find them on Facebook and the Fish Florida mobile app. Every donation benefits organ donations and saving lives around the world. Thank you, Rob Robinson, for the work you've done to save lives. Donate today. Every dollar counts. The Fish Florida Association is here for you during these difficult times. When you join FFA, they'll work together with you to help your business with exposure, promotion, advertising, marketing, and services that will save your company hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars for just a $199 setup fee and $19.95 monthly service fee. To join, just go to fishfloridaassociation.com or give them a call at 561-900-4283. 
Hey folks, this is Captain Terry here to talk to you about Hooked on Heroes. Hooked on Heroes is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. 100% of donations go to take veterans on fishing trips. Hooked on Heroes takes 250 to 300 veterans on one-day fishing trips twice a year. You can donate to this great cause through their website at hookedonheroes.com or call Ron at 386-364-9589. That's Ron at 386-364-9589. They need your help getting rods and reels and leader and other fishing items for these fishing trips all the veterans at hooked on heroes want to thank you in advance for your support during these difficult times the national single parents resource center has expanded to help anyone who would like to get the facts to deal with everyday challenges especially during this pandemic if you or someone you know needs a caring and compassionate ear or someone to talk to please reach out to our vendor coach judy who has been honored nationally for her work in coaching please give her a call at 561-441-8557 or visit her site at coachjudy.info No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, We'll probably stay together. Probably? (laughs) It's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, Okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. I'm Brad Keselowski, driver of the number two discount tire Ford Mustang. Have you ever been in a hurry to get somewhere? When ding, your tire pressure light comes on? Properly inflated tires are essential to the health of your car and can help keep you driving safely. Check your tire pressures every month, especially before long road trips, or stop by your neighborhood tire retailer for help. A message from the U.S. Tire Manufacturers Association. Thanks much to our sponsor, New Concept Lures. They hold over seven U.S. patents, and all lures are unique in design and American-made. You can even have custom lures made to meet your needs. Visit New Concept Lures at newconceptlures.com, and you can also find them on the Fish Florida mobile app. The following show was pre-recorded. Good morning, Florida. John Wilkinson here with the Financial Truths. We are back with my host, or sorry, my guest, Brian Sherman. He is a senior litigator with the Strauss Law Firm in Fort Lauderdale. We have been actually discussing uh, quite a few things here. Um, a matter of fact, during the break, Brian and I were actually speaking about uh, rental properties and how the eviction processes and everything else is going during the COVID. Can you uh, kind of lighten up, light me in a little bit on this, Brian? So uh, everybody knows more or less that we've had a moratorium on evictions uh, that was extended through September 1st. Uh, at the end of July, everybody was waiting on August 1st to see what was happening, if they were going to extend it to November, and they did so, till extended till September 1st. That's the moratorium on residential evictions. So uh, eviction cases are still getting filed. 
people are pushing the cases, but uh, there's not going to be any writ of possession issued. The sheriff will not be ordered to go to take anyone out of their properties, at least until September 1st. The judges are not hearing that. As far as the commercial evictions, I did want to make a note is we have a lot of uh, commercial people that are having problems with their businesses. They've been shut down. A lot of these restaurants and other uh, retail facilities, uh, whatever it may be, perhaps uh, online shopping has taken a toll on a lot of commercial tenants. Uh, so we need to uh, be a little aggressive. Uh, typically, I, I try to uh, bring the commercial tenants into the office or for a consult by Zoom. Uh, I love doing Zoom meetings with the people. Uh, we, we, we talk about uh, things that the landlord perhaps uh, is not doing on their obligations that perhaps they're not fulfilling under the lease. Perhaps there's a lot of noise from the tenant next door. Perhaps there's a lot of smell from the tenant. Somebody is smoking. Perhaps... There's too much construction, not enough security, uh, mold. There's so much mold. The, the tenant, the landlord cannot cure all the mold. So we give them a seven-day notice or whatever notice is required under the lease. Usually it's seven days. We say, you better cure all these things or my tenant, or the commercial tenant, will be considered what is constructively evicted. The, te- the premises are no longer tenantable, it's called. It's un- untenantable because of the situation, landlord. So fix these things or this tenant will be canceling the lease and that cancellation will also include a cancellation of the personal liability and all the personal obligations that go along with that lease and my tenant will be walking out of there in eight days and canceling. Now, we don't know. The landlord may file the lawsuit for personal damages or personal obligation, personal guarantee. That will be determined in, in the eyes of the court. Uh, how that will play out, who's right or who's wrong, or but at least we've set you up with some sort of defense rather than just giving the keys back and walking out. We don't uh, recommend that to uh, the tenants, John. Yeah, so again, you heard it here. September 1st is the deadline, and then, of course, it might be extended from there, but you, know, you cannot get evicted now, even though I still would recommend that you pay in your rent. Um, you know, until, like Brian says, you know, if you have some kind of major issue such as mold, loud noise, uh, the list can go on and on. So if your business fails or something happens with your business, don't just throw your hands up and then, you know, and just walk away. Because guess what? It might not affect you six months from now, but maybe a year or two years from now, you might get a summons from that landlord, Wanting more money, you know, it could be uh, court costs, legal costs. It adds up very, very quickly, everybody, very quickly. So let's talk about, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about credit card companies. All right, well, credit card companies, you know, of course they like you using the credit card because they they're hoping that you're going to roll over the balance to the next uh, billing cycle, and then they can charge you finance fees and so forth. That's since I've been doing this 14 years helping people with their credits, I see a lot of people with credit card debt. Now, once you default on the credit card debt, they can file a judgment against you, right? So they can uh, summons you to go to court to see about getting a judgment. They can levy your bank account. Uh, they can do garnishments on your wages. Now, one little trick, Brian, tell me, correct me if I'm wrong, but I learned this uh, about bank accounts, right? So let's say, I don't know, myself, John, has a defaulted credit card, right? And But my wife is on the account with me, 
Now, I've heard that they cannot levy the account because the wife is on the account with me, and she was not obligated to that credit card, and it was not a joint credit card. And so I heard that they cannot levy my account because of her being on the account. Is that true? Okay, so uh, I'm a Florida licensed attorney, so I'm not really allowed to tell people to be moving money with escape creditors and things like that. But that typically what happens is if somebody owes money, a single uh, somebody owes money, uh, a single debtor on a credit card, as John is saying, and uh, perhaps some sort of judgment enters against this person, doesn't defend themselves. And again, I always recommend defending because if you don't defend, it's going straight to judgment, straight to where are your bank accounts, where's your property. Okay, so this bank account has the wife's name on it. No problem. So what's the bank going to do? Well, let me freeze this account, the one that has the wife's name on account. Then I get contacted and I say, but this judgment only has my name. I'm the only borrower. But they froze the account with me and my wife's name. All right, so file the claim of exemption, set your hearing with the court, get the money released 45, 60 days later, try, go to the judge, maybe it'll happen, maybe it should happen, that's the law, but it takes time, it's a pain in, you know what, and so we don't like to uh, entertain that, so we like to have, uh, just... Be wary if, if people are coming because they say you owe money, what, no matter these kind of companies, if it's a bank, you don't really, if you have any bank, any account in that bank, and that bank is that, you know, they have the right to set off against other accounts and other uh, monies that you might have at that institution or their colleague's institution, their, their business partner. Let's say there's two or three different banks that are associated, they can go into another bank that if they're associated and do a set-off against the money that you owe. So we need to be careful with them. We have a lot of liquidity floating around. I always uh, tell them, make sure you understand that your money's just sitting out there waiting for someone to freeze it. Okay, yeah, so you heard it from Brian. You know, um, He's an attorney. I'm not an attorney, so I can tell you <laughs> that, listen, if you defaulted on a credit card and you have a bank account in your own, only in your name, I would probably add somebody to that account <clears throat> Hint, hint. Mm -hmm. All right. And I mean, it's the same thing I've heard as well, like when it comes to a company account. Let's say you don't have a personal account, right? Let's say you only have a business account and the credit card was only in the personal name. It's kind of the same situation, I guess. They could probably freeze it and you have to go back and through the judge and the courts, right or wrong? You got to deal with all that either way. Um, I just wanted to make a note because before I was walking in here, I've told a lot of people and I've recommended this strategy to a lot of people. They open their business. After the business is open for a year, there's a lot of available credit, right? People have a good credit score. They have a business. They can go get some lines of credit. Uh, put the put them. I recommend putting the money in the, in the corporate. If it's a corporate debt, try to shift the money to the corporate account. It, there's no personal. It's, it shouldn't be showing up on your personal credit score that you owe the thirty, forty thousand for the business. And if anything happens financially, they can come after the business, and then I can defend. And there are certain clauses in your agreements. 
uh, under twenty thousand, twenty-five thousand. I've seen a few fifty-thousand-dollar accounts that I've uh, gotten the courts to dismiss the cases and send them to go be uh, adjudicated in arbitration outside of the court system. And it just simply costs too much money for the credit card company to chase people for less than twenty thousand in the arbitration proceedings. So it's a great strategy. I've gotten a lot of people completely not payment plan. They just don't have to pay anything, and the debt just goes away. It's fifteen thousand, twenty. I've seen it happen many times. So uh, it's a great strategy the way we've been defending credit cards the last five, six months. So, yeah. So, again, look in your credit card agreement. This is what attorneys do. I mean, you can do it yourself, but you want to look for the clause on the arbitration clause, right? Because sometimes they might have an arbitration clause in there, and yet they didn't go to arbitration and they just filed a suit against you. And you can argue, hey, well, it says right here in the agreement we're supposed to go to arbitration first, Your Honor. And then, boom, he'll send it to arbitration. And just like Brian mentioned, these credit card companies, they're like mills, right? You know, they hire an attorney. They give the attorney a a thousand cases or whatever the case may be. The attorney shows up trying to knock all the cases out at one time. Whoever shows up and fights against it and so forth. Well, they get paid to the back of the line with that attorney, right? Because the attorney is wanting to collect and get those defaults, judgments as, as quick as possible. You know, so that's how they get their money. And But then if you're delaying and you're causing more issues, then, you know, then, you know, you're, you're tying up the system. You're tying up the mill, right? And so you're exercising your consumer credit rights. Right. So make sure you understand that and contact an attorney if need be. All right. So, again, this is John with the uh, credit. Oh, sorry. Financial Truths program with credit solution program. And I'm here with Brian. He's a senior litigator with the Strauss Law Firm. Tell him real quick, Brian, how they can get in touch with you before we go to break, sir. So uh, real quick, my name is Brian Sherman. I've been with the Strauss Law Firm since 2012. Uh, senior litigator has been a prosecutor. We're on Las Olas, www.strausslaw.net, S-T-R-A-U-S-S-L-A-W.net. Thank you. And we'll be back, John Wilkinson, with the Financial Truths. Our legal plans offers toll-free phone consultation on personal legal matters, letters slash phone calls, will preparation and more. All legal plans provide a guaranteed 10 to 25% discount on legal services not otherwise covered by the plan. We realize how difficult it can be to keep a business going in today's market. Having an attorney available for the legal situations known to arise in the business environment gives peace of mind to run a business with less worry. The business legal plan can help with contract and document review debt collection, contract disputes, trial defense, partnerships, consumer fraud, workers' compensation, incorporation, and much more. Call 772-348-4011 for more information. Again, that's 772-348-4011. A social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. You talk. 
Hi, it's Tori DeVito. In every family, small conversations can make a big impact. I grew up on tour with my parents. Kind of different, but we bonded over music just like other families do over sports, camping, or other interests. And we talked. Little everyday conversations from silly to serious that built a foundation over time. Honest conversations. Like when my dad shared his experiences as an alcoholic. Your honesty about that part of your life gave me a sense of integrity that I wanted to uphold in my own life. And I was so grateful that you and mom had become these sober, stable people who were always there for me. I wanted you to know from someone who's been in recovery more than 30 years now, that hard work is what creates success, not alcohol or other drugs, whether it's music or anything else. I said it a lot, and I'm glad you took it to heart. Talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Over the years, you've brought them into your home. You were prescribed opioids after the C-section, when dad injured his back, when your basketball star tore his ACL. Opioids helped with the pain, and you held on to them just in case. But did you know holding on to unused opioids puts your family at risk? Opioids are powerful, pain-reducing prescription medicines. But most people who are prescribed opioids don't finish their prescriptions. So millions of unused opioids are sitting in homes across the country. And tragically, more than 100 Americans die every day from overdoses involving opioids. What can you do to protect your family? Remove the risk of unused opioids from your home. Pills, patches, or syrups in drawers, purses, and cabinets. Anywhere they might be hiding. To find out how to dispose of them properly, visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Is your credit less than perfect? Worried about getting ripped off by a credit repair company? Look no further. Credit Solution Programs is a nonprofit credit education and consumer advocates company with credit score improvement service that uses consumer credit rights under federal and state laws. Visit our site at creditproblemsolve.org or call 866-850-9360. Again, creditproblemsolve.org or call 866-850-9360. Good day, Florida. John Wilkinson here, your host of the Financial True Show. I am in the studio today with Brian Sherman. He is a senior litigator associate at the Strauss Law Firm in Fort Lauderdale. How you doing today, Brian? I'm doing excellent. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. So today we're talking about, you know, Brian had went over some of the things uh, concerning the covid um, when it comes to uh, rental properties, home loans, mortgages, um, credit card companies, and so forth. Now, I do want to give, you know, being a credit expert for the last 14 years, I, you know, I do want to give some tips to our listeners out there. Uh, a couple questions that I get every week, all the time. Why are my credit scores different on Credit Karma? than what the mortgage broker or the auto dealership or whomever told me. Well, everybody, those are your called your Vantage 3.0 credit scores. Those are not your FICO credit scores. So it's just calculated differently. So these are real credit scores. They are accurate uh, based off the way they're calculated because they're calculated differently than the FICO credit scores, right? So on the FICO credit scores, 
It's real simple. We use 35, 30, 15, 10, 10, right? This is what breaks down your credit score. 35 is paying your bills on time. Uh, 30% is utilization, meaning that you're, how much you owe compared to your limits. Uh, 15% is your credit history, meaning how long you had an account. Each account's open. 10% is mixed credit, meaning you don't, you don't want just installment loans. You want at least one installment and at least one revolving. And the last 10%, they call new credit, which is really hard inquiries. People checking your credit, which only affects your score for one year, but reports on your credit for two years. A lot of people don't know that either. And since we're talking about inquiries, and I can go on all day long about credit, is when you do mortgages, auto, or student loans, you have a 30-day window to shop around in those categories with only the first one counting against you. So let me give you a prime example. You walk into a car dealership. You go to look for a car. They run your credit 12 times. Well, guess what? All 12 is not counting against you. Only one out of the 12 is counting against you. Let's say you didn't buy your car there, and then the next day you went to another dealership, and they checked your credit nine times. Wow, wow. How many times How many times they go check your credit, right? Well, guess what? You're still within that 30-pay period, so none of those counting against you. So you should get the example, right? So when it comes to credit karma um, and a lot of other different credit monitoring services, you want to see what type of credit score they have. You know, what kind of scoring model? Is it Advantage? Is it a FICO? Is it some kind of other internally built uh, credit score, you know, so that's what you want to look at when you're looking at the credit scores. Now, the best place, if you really, really want to know what kind of credit score the lender's going to be looking at when you go apply, you go to myfico.com, and that will give you all the different versions. That'll give you the auto credit score, FICO credit score, that'll give you mortgage, FICO credit score, all the different versions of the FICO and so forth, which we'll go in, in later in, in another episode or whatever. All right. So, again, um, so a couple of the tips when it comes to the credit is, one, which I see the, the greatest amount of, is credit card balances. These are in the 30% category when it comes to the FICO credit score. So, if you have your credit card balance reported on your credit, let's say you got a $1,000 limit and you got a $900 balance, you're at 90% utilization. That is not good. You need to pay that down. The rule of thumb is to have your credit card balances at 30%, but it's just a rule of thumb. Pay them off. And I will go into details about why you should or shouldn't pay those off uh, in another episode as well. But if you pay those off each month, then it's going to report on your credit as a zero balance and thus giving maximize your credit scores for that particular account. So pay those balances off on the credit cards. Now, when it comes to get your credit check, before you apply for something, ask them if they can off, do a soft check. A soft check does not affect the credit scores. This is like you uh, checking your scores on Credit Karma or one of those other credit uh, monitoring services. When you check your own credit or have another company do a soft credit check, these do not affect the credit scores either. These are it's only what we call hard inquiries or the hard credit checks. And remember, they only affect you for one year as well. And you had that 30-day window, again, for the mortgage, student loans, and, um, mortgage and auto. <laughs> 
All right. And so there's, you know, some tips out there. And, you know, as you listen to this program, we're going to bring you a lot more tips, even from personal credit, business credit, um, how to deal with creditors, uh, what to do, what not to do when it comes to your finances and so forth. We'll have a lot of different guests from financial advisors. Uh, to um, litigation attorneys such as Brian Sherman we have here in the studio. Uh, we'll bring on other types of attorneys so, such as consumer protection attorneys um, and other experts in the field of finances and credit. Um, so if you have any kind of issues when it comes to your credit card company, your mortgage company, or any other financial institutions, or even if you're a renter, or a commercial renter and have any kind of issues, you want to reach out to a senior, you know, somebody like an attorney such as my friend over here, Brian Sherman. You know, he can at least guide you and give you the steps, if not take the case for you, you know, to help you out. So, again, this is Brian. It's Brian Sherman. He's a senior litigator with the Strauss Law Firm. How can they get in contact with you, Brian? You can call my cell phone directly. I'm answering almost all the time or text. Within an hour, I'll call you back for sure. My cell phone, 305-992-8815. 305-992-8815. So make sure you call Brian if you have any kind of issues with your landlord, with your credit card company, or any other kind of lenders that you have out there to at least, you know, do a free consultation. I'm sure he'll give you a free consultation to see, you know, where you're at and to see if you need his services or not. Now, when it comes to your personal credit, you can contact us, the Credit Solution Programs Nonprofit Foundation. We are a credit counseling company, and all we are are consumer credit advocates, right? So all we're exercising your laws under, consume, under the federal and state consumer protection laws, right? You have so many rights that you really don't realize that you have out there. So... Any last words, Brian, real quick uh, before we, you know, wrap this up? When it uh, definitely, uh, you before the show, you were talking to me about the credit card balances and how someone can spend a thousand dollars and then pay nine hundred dollars, and then they get actually billed all that interest on the thousand dollars if they don't pay by the thirtieth day, right? Like there's so many scams. They have so many scams. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, so, yes. so imagine this. Imagine this. So, you know, you use your credit card uh, for the month for whatever reason. And then, you know, you say, okay, well, you know what? You pay the majority of it off that month, right? And so you're just thinking, okay, well, there's just a little bit of balance that's going to roll over to the next billing cycle. Well, guess what? They're not charging you just for that little bit of money that you that you rolled over to the next billing cycle. They're going to look at the highest balance that you had that month, and they're going to fi- charge you for the finances service for that particular balance. So this is another reason I say pay off your credit card balances, not only for your credit score, but for your pocket as well. You know, so these are the type of things that we're going to be bringing to the show. Um, any last words, Brian, uh, that you want to bring up? Uh, you just uh, real, real quick, if you get bills... Uh, let's say you go to the doctor. Doctor doesn't tell you anything, just treats you. Then you get the bill. My kid took like a, a stitch, maybe a splinter out of his foot. I think it was like a $1,500 bill or something. I was like, what is going on here? You just 
Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. That's the FDCPA notices. Those are your demands. You tell them, stop reporting to the credit agencies. Stop talking bad that I owe this money against me until you verify the debt. If the debt is less than 1000 or $2,000, they may just not want to give it to their attorney and deal with verification. They'll be like, just don't collect on this one. Forget about it. They're going after the other 90 that nobody's worried about it. So write a nice fair debt uh, Fair Debt Collection Practices Act letter, a demand for verification of the debt, that's going to help you a lot on the lower uh, volume, lower cash debts. Yeah, so if you want a template, or you can find one on the Internet, but if you want one of those uh, templates, you can reach out to us, uh, creditproblemsolved.org. Um, you can reach out to and our phone number, 866-850-9360. So if you want a template with the Fair Debit Collections Practice Act, just reach out to us. We'll be glad to send you one over. So um, we will go into other details when it comes to your credit, your personal credit, and your business credit. I want to thank Brian so much for being in the uh, in the studio with me today. Again, this is John Wilkinson with the Financial Truths. Have a good day. This has been a Fish Florida Media Group production.